Hello and welcome to the 4 Comic Junkies Podcast. When the comics aren't enough and you need just a little extra fix. I'm your host, JJ Hodges. This podcast is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by the Dad Gum Original Batsman on Film. Goodness gracious. I am in a bit of a hyper mood, as you can tell. Excuse me, by the way. My daughter would yell at me if I didn't say excuse me after I burp. Um, I hope you all are doing well. Uh, August has been, uh, I, I live in Erie, Pennsylvania, and it has been hot. I can't even imagine what my friends in Texas and North Carolina <laughs> are going through right now. You know, if I think it's hot here, you guys are in hell or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, man. But as always, we've got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, my guest is Eric Holzman from the uh from straight out of gotham and uh, batman on film uh known around our parts as the champion of long island uh there's you know he's also aquaman there's nothing this guy can't do um you know he's uh we've been talking about doing uh, an episode for a while and uh we got another one lined up a little bit down the future which i'm excited about um but this episode you know i was really looking forward to uh we're talking uh, it's Green Arrow's 80th anniversary, and we're talking Arrow, starring Stephen Amell, uh, you know, the most gorgeous man in the entire world. Um, <laughs> and good God, man, like this, the show just, um, I mean, the show in a weird way kind of came out of nowhere and just became like the center of a whole multiverse of TV shows, and now it's kind of connected to the movies and it's just it's crazy to think that this show started off with just Oliver Queen jumping jumping on roof you know jumping over rooftops you know fighting bad guys saying you have failed this city to becoming the specter for god's sake what a what a run this character had it he, he did it all except smiled he never smiled no I'm kidding he did smile a few times um so I hope you enjoy the episode uh, if you're interested, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at uh, Four Comic Junkies. Um, you can email me Four Comic Junkies at gmail.com. That's F O R Four Comic Junkies. Um, yeah, and if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please uh, rate and review. It's the best way to get the word out there. And the word is, you have failed this city. That's that's a five words unless you make it a contraction then you've failed this city that doesn't sound as good though no it doesn't hmm. now well anyway let's get into the episode with eric we're talking arrow all right so you all know the champion of long island eric holzman is with me today so exciting how you doing eric Doing all right, man. We finally got, uh, we finally got the schedules to mesh where we, <laughs> where we could do this. So I'm doing good. I'm ready to talk about the show. Um, yeah, man, it's, 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 I, I miss it. I still miss the show. So you haven't said what it is yet, but go ahead. And <laughs> yeah. So, so we're talking, uh, we're talking arrow, um, because this is green arrows 80th anniversary. And, and I think it's interesting that we don't, as far as like comic book stories, there's a couple that are like kind of profoundly great 
Arrow stories that are out there, Green Arrow stories that are out there. But like the TV show is probably what's in everybody's mind because uh, we haven't had a Green Arrow movie yet. Right. Um, hasn't even been in any of the movies, unfortunately. Um, you know, maybe now that the show's over, they can change that. But uh, time will tell, of course. But uh, so, Eric, let me ask you, what is your what is your secret origin, so to speak, uh, how you got into comics and, you know, movies and such, you know, being a Batman on film contributor and, um, you know, co-host of Straight Outta Gotham. So yes. what, what's what's your secret origin? Yeah, I um, as a, obvious, the first my first few iterations of comic book characters were the 70s Wonder Woman show, the 70s Hulk show, and then a Batman 66. Like those are the first three earliest memories I have because I would watch, I watched them probably when I was like five or six, I started watching those shows and then I just kept on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, I, then I got into the comics. Like I wasn't an avid reader. I didn't read every week at that point. Obviously I was still young, mm-hmm. but I would get them and occasionally and read through them and stuff. I didn't really start getting into um reading them as much until the graphic novels started to really come out okay like that was when i really started to get more into the reading of comic books um Mm. then i i read the like the batman ones obviously um dark knight returns and and the long halloween and all of those the the iconic ones um those are the ones you always get into that i got into first yeah and then i then i kind of left dc for a while and i I started reading a lot of x-men that's what started reading a lot of Marvel X-Men. I um, also the Punisher, like when I was in that, when I was in like the 14, 15 year old, those were becoming more popular. Yeah, yeah. So I started venturing over to that side. And uh, yeah, I didn't come back. I didn't really come back to Batman until recently. I mean, it's a long time that I stopped reading Batman comics, but wow. until recently, obviously getting, um, when I got involved with Batman on film, it was mainly for the film side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found BOF just, but I remember it wasn't even, it was till after the dark night. Cause I wasn't, there was still up in the air about what they were going to do. Were they going to make a third one? Nolan still wasn't sure after Ledger died, you know, there was that whole, he was like, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So I was trying, I started following the site just to see, okay, are they going to do one? And I just like, I started reading the site and obviously I loved it. Um, yeah. And so from there, that's when I started uh, that's when I started contributing, becoming, I became friends with a lot of the guys that, you know, a lot of our friends in our circle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I started contributing there and then it just, it, everything now has evolved from that. Everything that I do straight out of Gotham with Pete and mm-hmm. you know, everything just evolved from there. So I've always, I've always loved comic book characters. Yeah. I haven't always read the comic books, but I always loved the characters and the, and the, the, um, the visual media, I guess, the television shows, the, you know, movies, obviously. Uh, if you want to, I'm not going to get into Batman 89, but I I've said that on many shows that I know you've probably heard. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I won't go into that, but uh, um, obviously that's the genesis of, the, of superhero movies. It started there. Gotcha. So. It, you know, it's, I, I think, you know, ask everybody that question. I think it's so interesting to hear everybody's, uh, or, like, you know, like I said, origin stories, because it's, I, like, nobody has the same one. Well, except Josh Lagern and I have very similar ones, which is a little weird. But, uh, <laughs> but, you know, but I love that, uh, you know, I really what brought me into comic books was, you know, was Batman 89 and the Batman the Animated Series. 
So it's right. like, oh, like there's monthly stuff I can pick up. And even if <laughs> yeah. I wasn't picking up every month because I was a little kid at the time, you know, as I got older, suddenly it's like, oh, I can follow these stories. And like uh, Batman Hush was what got me into like monthly comics. And that's a good one. Yeah. It, you know, fantastic. Uh, and, you know, it was a big deal at the time because Jim Lee was was coming over. And, you know, at the time I didn't know who Jim Lee was, you know, right. but then as I found out, I was like, oh, like this, this is this is a big deal that this guy's doing it. Um, and then, you know, as the years go on, I remember always thinking like, you know, cause you know, the joke I always make is, you know, when I was, when I was a kid, we had to wait every three years for a Batman movie and we had no idea what, if it was going to be good or not, you know, whereas like nowadays there's, it's an embarrassment of riches. And, yeah. and then when, uh, Air, when they announced Arrow, this was right after Smallville. So yeah. I, I think the most fans kind of assumed it was going to be Justin Hartley and it was going to be a Smallville spinoff. And we were all kind of surprised that it wasn't. And I, for one, am, I was glad that they didn't do that because I, the last thing I wanted was all these articles. Cause you know, there would have been articles going, when is Superman going to show up? When is Tom Welling going to be on, on arrow, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and there was, and Tom Welling joked about it sometimes that he would be on arrow ended up being on Batwoman in the crisis episode, which is strange, but <laughs> uh, no, <clears throat> excuse me but um but either way it's like you know when the show was announced and everything i was like oh okay and it was obvious that their <clears throat> the cues they were taking were from the nolan batman movies yeah and i was like okay i can see why they would do that first and foremost those are billion dollar movies you know so if you're going to rip off from somebody rip off from the best which only makes sense because green arrow was a batman ripoff <laughs> when he was first created in 1941 um but then yes very similar <laughs> very similar but uh <laughs> but i think that the show you know as as much as you could say it's a lot like the dark knight movies i think it kind of carved out its own identity as it went on and uh became very quickly became my new favorite show over smallville you know which i grew up on basically mm -hmm. and then like this was a show that like my friend zach and i joke it's like you know we we grew up with clark kent on smallville and then we got to kind of be, we were men with <laughs> uh, Oliver Queen, you know, yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. Um, do, so were you like a fan from the, of the show right from the start or did you kind of get into it later? No, I got into it later. I want to say I, I had heard about it and I always liked Green Arrow growing up. I mm -hmm. was a bit, I also was a big fan of Robin Hood and there's very similar, there's similarities to the characters, like, oh, yeah. you know, the being in archers and stuff like that. I've always had a fascination with bow and arrows. Don't ask why I just <laughs> have. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I didn't, I didn't watch the show from the beginning. And then I want to say it was probably after season two, I heard about it and I start, I said, well, let me binge watch. And back then, um, I don't know if it was on Netflix. I don't remember how I watched it. Mm -hmm. um i think no you know what i think i did i think it was video on demand on the cw uh channel that they have the on demand channel yeah yeah and i watched it there and that's how i caught up for seasons one and two which have turned out looking back they are i think they're the two best seasons and then my two favorite seasons absolutely but yeah but <laughs> but um yeah that's how i got into the into the show i didn't i didn't watch from the beginning and I kicked myself for it now because I would have loved to have been on that ride when yeah. it was fresh early in the first two seasons. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was a little bit like that with Schitt's Creek 
that I was on a date with a girl and we were hanging out at my place and she was like, you got to watch this show. Shit's Creek. It's really funny. And it's like the first, it was just the first season was on Netflix at the time. And we watched the first couple episodes. I was like, Oh, that was really funny. And then I just like never watched it again until like, you know, by the time they got to season five and everybody's talking about Shit's Creek. And I was like, man, like I could have been, I could have been in on it and been that like hipster guy being like, you know, I liked Shit's Creek before it was cool kind of a thing. Um, but, uh, but I was, but was, you know, going back to Arrow, of course, I, um, it was funny because my sister and I were at New York Comic Con, uh, the, the week it premiered. Uh, we always had a tradition. We would go, because it was on Wednesday nights, we would go to New York on Wednesday, see a show, you know, do some stuff around the city. And then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're at Comic Con, you know, and that's, that's your whole day, basically. Um, and, um, so we were like, well, let's just let's just we ended up buying the, the first episode on like iTunes or something. Like, well, let's just watch it. And if we like it, we'll go to the panel on Sunday. Uh, if not, then we'll do something else on Sunday. And, you know, so like 45 minutes goes by. We watch the episode. We look at each other. Like, yeah, we're going to the panel. <laughs> I mean, that first episode, I, I revisit much more than most of the show. That first episode is incredible. It is. It is. It's a very, very good jumping off point. Yeah. Um, it sets the tone for this the series incredibly yeah. well. Um, yeah, that that again, you're right. The time it came out was it's debuted in 2012, so it's right after the Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Um, you have that everyone's still in that mode, and it does. It picks up the darkness from that. It's a very dark show in the first two seasons. Very dark. Yes. Um I'm and very and very bold you know i remember going to that panel and uh, i actually got to ask a question to the it was mark guggenheim Stephen amell uh willa holland and katie cassidy um and I, it was like the first time ever i've been able to ask a question i was like the last guy because they were like because the guy looked at me and he was like you're gonna be the last one and i was like oh me <laughs> um but uh no no yeah right but there was <laughs> there was one person that asked like because you know they showed a couple clips from the pilot and a trailer for the rest of the season or the episodes they had filmed at least and somebody asked so is merlin going to be the villain like this season or you know is tommy merlin going to become the villain or we're gonna have to wait seven years for him to be the villain and people start laughing and in my head i was a little bit like uh listen bitch you don't fucking badmouth smallville all right like smallville walks so that arrow could run you know um so <laughs> But uh, and, and when I got up to ask, I just the only thing I said was like, I was like, are you going to have any writers from the comics, you know, come on the show like uh, Kevin Smith or Judd Winnick or whatever? And and Guggenheim was just like, well, we don't have plans for them. But uh, Jeff Johns is writing an episode later this season. I was like, well, that's just as good, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was a little surprised that they never got Kevin Smith to do, you know, even to, just to direct an episode because he did a bunch of Flash and Supergirl episodes. Yeah, he did. He did so. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter, but you know whatever. Um, but it was cool because we got to get in line to get their autographs. And they were signing posters, uh, and somebody was selling um, eight by tens of Oliver from the pilot. So we, you know, we got so we grabbed one of those, and um, so we get up there just for them, and you know, I say hi to everybody, and uh, I was like, "Do you mind signing this too?" And Stephen and I was like, "Yeah, not at all," and started signing it. And this, this, and like one of the security guys, one of the WB guys, like taps me on the shoulder and was like, uh, they're only signing posters. And, 
And I was like, uh, I don't tell you, man, he's signing it. And like the bravest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> and Stephen Mel looks up and he goes, what are they going to do? You're already in line. Um, and I was like, I like this guy. I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, those, those security guys, I have a similar story about uh for at a comic-con um, mm-hmm. there was an ace comic-con i want to say probably four years ago mm-hmm. um by me and that was yeah it was 2017 because it was right after justice league came out so like the whole all the justice league cast was there except affleck and they had um charlie cox from daredevil right? yeah so he's just hanging out nobody's near him mm-hmm. and i had stuff and i was covering it at the time so i just went over to him and i was like hey man i really love the show would you mind signing this and he's like no not at all and then like someone from ace comes and goes you can't sign that and he looked at him and he goes whatever and he just signed <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and what? gave it to me um and i'm like i said to myself i'm like if i was like eight or nine i don't think they would have done that i think they would have just let him sign it but because i was a grown man yeah asking for this autograph yeah. I think that's why that guy came over. But yeah, some of those at the cons and stuff like that, some of the security guys, the guys could be crazy. Yeah. I, it, I, you know, and, and they're just doing their jobs. But at the same time, it's like the celebrities are there to make a good impression because at the same time, if Charlie Cox had been a jerk and been like, yeah, no, no, I can't, or no, no, then you would have, then you could have been like, well, you know, gone on Twitter, you know, and I don't think you right. would do this, but you could have been somebody like, oh, Charlie Cox is an asshole, you know. But it was cool because I mean, it was indoors, but he was wearing the glass like he wore Matt Murdock's glasses. Like it was very cool. It was a very cool. He was set up. He wasn't dressed, obviously, but he he had the suit on and he had the glasses and he looked not the daredevil suit. He's just his normal lawyers. But he, 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 yeah, he played it up. Right. He was playing it up that he was there. And again, there was nobody near him. Like he was completely by himself. That's so awesome. I wasn't cutting anyone. I wasn't yeah. <laughs> making a big scene. I was just walking past him. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I've been to a couple other cons where I've seen Stephen Amell. Uh, I've been to his Q and A's. You know, he's he's really funny. He's a cool guy, and it just like it it made me feel good about being a fan of the show because it's like, you know, I don't feel like he's putting on a show or anything. Like this is him talking to us as fans, and he's excited to be here. And you know, and obviously, you know, he's. You know, I, I read an interview with him where he's like, you know, when he, he set up, a, uh, I think it was a Heroes Fan Fest or something like that. Um, one, of, one of those. And and he's like, you know, we can walk out of there with garbage bags full of 20s. And I'm just like, what is your life, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. You got to be like you were there at New York Comic Con when the show was getting started. So yeah. You literally have been on this ride. With on the ride for the entire time and that's awesome i wish i was because i it's still i like superman and lois a lot and i think it might eventually be my favorite arrowverse show but uh-huh. arrow is still my favorite show of all you know it, it's funny because i i was really bummed during season one because they kept making they kept saying the same thing that nolan was saying about the dark knight movie is that it's like it's it's all real it's you know we're not doing superpowers right. blah 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 and that really bummed me out because i was like I feel like you you miss something by not having those things. And I know like Bill Ramey would disagree with us. He prefers like solo Batman stuff, um, which is cool. And, and you know, um, and there's a part of me I do, too. I mean, I grew up with like 89 and returns, you know, but um, it's funny because I was actually recording earlier with Zeddy today um, and we were talking about Superman, the animated series and how cool it is to, to see the heroes team up. It's like it, it it's something special. So yeah. feeling like I mean, there was Huntress, but wasn't quite the same as if like you know and I, he never would have shown up but like if batman had shown up or something like that 
I was like, well, I, yeah, I remember, I do remember one of the seasons he, he says Bruce Wayne. I remember yes. they referenced Bruce Wayne in one of the seasons. I can't remember which season it was. It might've been when he was running for mayor. Yeah. I think it might, might've been when yeah. it was, but I do remember that. I do remember they started branching out and at least name dropping other heroes and other characters from the and, and you know like season two brings in barry allen and as soon as they brought in barry allen i was like okay i see what they're doing and at the very least we're gonna get the flash and then we right. got the flash and then and then who knew like you know eight years later suddenly there's a whole like lineup of shows seriously yes and yes. they even count i mean if, if you're we're talking about crisis on infinite earth we're even counting you know star girl and swamp thing you know the uh the upcoming yeah, green lantern yeah. show yeah well they incorporated too in crisis they incorporated titans they incorporated doom patrol you saw clips from those yep. so like they really were obviously ezra miller had his appearance so mm -hmm. this little show about kind of like iron man right green hour was kind of like the iron man of dc in this regard when you saw the mcu yeah. type of impact they took this smaller character and built this TV universe around them. Yeah, and um, it's been a huge success. I I think it's been really great because we had our we had our own like TV trinity, you know, because in the comic books, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and on on these shows for a while it was Arrow, Flash, and um, Supergirl. Yep. And I was like, I was like, you know, what a cool and 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 for them to have scenes together and you know the Elseworlds where they you know Oliver yep. and Barry switched powers and. It's just like, that was cool, yeah, yeah it's, it's so much fun. It's just like, man, like, I can't believe that this show started like with just a guy jumping off roofs and <laughs> shooting people with arrows, and killing people for God's sake. Um, yeah. That that first episode when he kills the guy and says, no one can know my secret. It just I remember just like my jaw was on the floor and because at first I didn't like it. I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm OK with that. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, well, I think Green Arrow has always been he's always skirted that line more so than like right. Batman has Batman's very much no kill, but right. green, green arrows like, no, if you push me, I'll kill. Um, and, and I think that that works for that character uh, because I mean, first and foremost, he's got these arrows that are going <laughs> to, if he, you know, if he wants to, he's, he's either going to, he's going to maim you or he's going to kill you. It's one of the two. Yes. And the thing in the first two seasons as well is how visceral, the, like the fights were and how yeah. for us and you're talking about a show that's not on cable this is a cw show which usually caters to teenagers yeah and they really that was the thing that shocked me even more when i first started watching it was i i'm like yeah this is this is cw and they're like it's very very dark mm -hmm. and like it's a very visceral the, the arrows you heard the, like when it hit the guy yep. and everything was just so vivid and gruesome at some points and it was just it was a very real show and that's another thing that hooked me in i was expecting it to be a little less you know a little more fluffy but it wasn't it was it, i was very surprised yeah. at that part of it when i first started watching i think a, a, a thing that that helped sell it to me was that i didn't know who Stephen amell was you know i i didn't know most of the actors i like katie cassidy i'd seen like uh uh, she like she was in that movie Click with Adam Sandler for a little bit. Um, there was a there was a remake of uh, Black Christmas that she was in, um, yeah. which that was a bad movie. But <laughs> um, it's kind of, I mean it's kind of it's a fun like cheesy slasher flick. But um, 
but you know so it's like so i knew who some of these people were or so i knew who like one or two of them were but having Stephen mel be pretty much an unknown and and me watching it going like i i have no expectations so i i right. don't know if yeah. he's going to be like the best actor in the world or the worst and i think he wasn't given a lot to do <laughs> in the first few episodes he just is kind of brooding all the time exactly but once diggle gets in on the secret and uh and then they bring in felicity then he's able to do more and it's like oh no this this guy's really good um yeah, I only the only actors I knew were his the guy who plays his father. I always forget his name. Hmm. Um, I had seen him in things throughout my life. He's been in movies and stuff like that. And then John Barrowman, I had seen as well in things before. Hmm. Um, who plays obviously Malcolm? Right. Um, who I had seen in things before. So those were the only two characters actors that I had known from anything else. And uh, you know, which is weird because they weren't main characters. So I was like, all right, these are people I'm familiar with. Yeah. but it didn't bring me in to watch the show it wasn't like oh i need to watch these guys yeah it wasn't like that so. um well it's funny because like uh i think it was after either after season one or two i think after season one um I, I was visiting my sister and we were just like flipping through channels and ncis la was on and Stephen amell was on that episode and i was like i was like dude you never told me that there was like a nightwing and uh green arrow crossover <laughs> um but she was she was like uh she was like uh oh, he's not green he's not green area yet though i'm like oh that's a good point uh, <laughs> um i don't remember what happened on that episode i'm pretty sure Stephen mel was one of the bad guys uh, probably <laughs> um it's usually how those shows go petty officer so and so murdered so and so um that's the plot of every one of those episodes um, yeah the, yeah and see all the ncis's and stuff like that they're all the same yeah pretty much um sometimes they're fun to watch but whatever um but anyway, uh, so, you know, you, you're talking about like uh, how the fights and everything looked really, you know, it was very visceral and very dark, um, you know, rewatching, especially the first couple seasons, the show was very, it was filmed very cinematically, or cinem you know, very cinematically. It was, it was a huge, you know, like it made it feel bigger than it was because there would be like camera angles that weren't common in like television, you know, that were yeah. these like big sweeping shots and. Uh, the stunts were just, you know, out of this world. They um, were. And even and as the show went on, I think it maintained that for the most part. Uh, and I remember every year during the Emmy, Steve Vinamel would keep saying, there needs to be a stunt category and Arrow needs to be nominated. And I was always like retweeting that going, yes, like Jesus, this show is incredible with the, these stunts are absolutely wild. Um, I remember the, one of the first uh, in the first season, there's one where he's trying to chase some guy that Felicity, that Felicity is like, Oh, he's, he's over here. He's over here. And, and he's like kicking down doors, running up these buildings, jumping across buildings. Yeah. And, and like my jaw was on the floor. I was like, Holy shit. Like it, that looks like he's actually doing it. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the fight choreography, uh, a lot of the stuff that, on television can sometimes be like wanky and not so great and you can see like oh he really didn't hit him and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. you can see it i never had that in this show and that's one of the things i i that's one of the things i highlighted in my head i said i want to talk about how the quality the production quality of it for a television show yeah. that wasn't on a cable channel was really really good and i still think it's the standard for all the shows that the, the cw has had all the dc shows that have been on there um, Stargirl's are pretty good too. If you watch Stargirl, yeah, yeah, 
the the fight scenes are pretty good there too but that was one of the things about arrow and i don't know if they just had better stunt guys or what or they it was the first show so like screw it we're going all in because we need to make this as good as it can be right if we want to continue it like i don't know what the thought process was behind it but that's one of the things that when it came to that stuff even the shots like the shots of the city mm-hmm. um the location shots it was shot so well and yeah like again for a television show to me not on a cable channel when you know the budget isn't as high, yeah, that was one of the things about that show that I love. Like, and then I I always rip on Supergirl, and Pete always gets on me for it because I really don't don't like it, and I I don't think it's good. I would watch Supergirl and see the flight, like her flying season. I'm like, this is trash. Like, it's really <laughs> really bad. Yeah. So, you know, I just try and keep that. I know it's probably harder to do, so I don't, you know, whatever. But <laughs> yeah, for the for the show that Arrow was and what it did. And for it again to be on just a normal channel and yeah. have that high, that level of production quality to me was was incredible. It was great. That's one of the things that I I loved about the show, and I still I'll still go back when I watch it and say, wow, it's it holds up. It still holds it, up. It's it's really great because you know the you know you know Starling City eventually Star City you know right. uh, which, which you know I thought the name change was kind of arbitrary anyway it's like yeah you could have just called it star city who cares but whatever yep. um but um you know it 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 felt like kind of the way like matt reeves described like his version of gotham during the dc fandom it's like it's an american city but you're not quite sure where it is you know because mm-hmm. they film most of the batman in in glasgow and you know right. and um arrows filmed in vancouver right um so it's like i've never been to vancouver so i don't know what it looks like but I'm I'm watching it feeling like oh this I I feel like I know this city but I don't know the city um, right. and then when they're on Leon Yu again they're still in Vancouver and they're just like in a forest in Vancouver but I totally was sold on no they're on an island like they're right. in the middle of nowhere and 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 that's another thing that the show did really well especially those first two years the flashbacks yes um, yes you know and especially and and kudos to Stephen Amell for having to play two very different Oliver Queens, you know, the, the spoiled rich, you know, brat kid, and then the dark, like, you know, brooding hero. <laughs> With the bad wig? That wig yes. was not good. <laughs> it, 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 it was so funny because when in season four, he had his regular haircut. He went back to the island because he was like undercover for Amanda Waller, I think. Yeah. I, I barely remember season four. Um, Most but, people barely remember season four. Go yes. ahead. Um, but I was just like, I was like, is he going to grow all that hair and beard out by season five? What the fuck is going on here? I know. <laughs> and I, I thought they, they kind of got away with it in season five. I wasn't pleased with how they ended up doing it. But, you know, it, they got there. They, they, found, they found a way to make that square peg fin, fit in a round hole, kind of. <laughs> yeah, from the beginning, like I was thinking today when I started, I said, you know, let me I watched a couple more episodes and mm. the first episode I watched was the season one finale, which for a new show to kill off a major character. Yeah. Right. At the end of the season, um, a character who was popular, yep. uh, very, you know, Hey, let's be honest, good looking guy. Like there's a lot of good things about that character yeah. that would make you want to say, no, we need to keep him on the show going forward. And they kill him, and the way that it happens, the whole love triangle with him and with you know Oliver and Laurel and, yeah. and Tommy, and they have that whole love triangle. 
and uh, just the way it ends, and it's now friendship, and it's father son with him and Malcolm. Like it's it's such a well done finale. Like, yeah. and, and in in an era where I think a lot of the superhero shows we have now, the finales are not good. Mm-hmm. I think the seasons are good, but when you get the finale, I'm like, what the hell was that? So, <laughs> so sticking the landing is hard, but they did in that that show. That to me is the best episode of the first season, mm. and it was just. Like I, when I watched it again, I was like, wow, I forgot how good this was. Yeah. It really was excellent. Emotional. It had everything you want. And, you know, it had the whole Roy Fia thing. They were beginning their thing. And yeah, it was just really, really well done. And, um, but again, to kill off Tommy. Yeah. That, I think that was, that took a set and they did it. It, so. it, it was really, it, it was bold. It was so, cause I think we all kind of went in. I was like, I think it's either going to be Laurel or Detective Lance that dies. Like, well, they kind of they kind of led you to believe it was going to be Detective Lance. Yeah, right? like it, like, somebody's going to die. I, yeah. I, I either either they teased it or we as the viewers could just tell. You know, like right. somebody's not making it out of this alive. Um, and even in like the flashback, I was like, I was like, is like is shadow gonna die and or is uh, is slate yeah. gonna die because oliver obviously oliver's not gonna die right uh, but um but then like not only did they and i think it was a really strong choice and a choice that they made going forward with the show that was uh that the other arrowverse shows followed um which was that episode ends and it ends very tragically oliver pretty much loses yep. and then and then when the new season picks up it's five months later so they're in real time yeah i I think that was really exciting and because almost every time Smallville ended, almost every time Smallville ended, it always picked up like either a few, you know, like right, right after that last episode or maybe a couple months later, maybe a couple weeks later, but usually it was a pretty quick follow-up. Arrow was just like, no, no, real time has passed. Oliver has been gone for five months and Diggle and Felicity are going to go find him. And then when season and then when season two ends, it's like, oh, now we're picking up and Oliver and Roy have been, you know, doing the Green Arrows stuff for a while. And, right. and, and every season going in that direction, I think, was really smart because it allowed the audience to kind of fill in the gaps with the, you know, what happened in between. Like, uh, did, you, did you read any of the Arrow comics that were coming out? Um, I did it along with the show. No, I didn't. Uh, those those are actually really good because do they flesh out the stuff like do they flesh out the the, um, the downtime where we're not watching the show is, is um, it connective or yes uh okay. season, the season 2.5 okay uh, is very much after season two but um the first volume is is takes place kind of during the show um so it's like you know little mini episodes if you will uh and it's and you know they're on i think they're on dc universe they're really good um, they're written by Mark. Yeah, yeah. They're they're written by Mark Guggenheim and um and they did the same thing with the Flash, uh, but it wasn't as good as the Arrow ones. But uh, <laughs> but you know, whatever. Um but you know, I think that this show, whether it meant to or not, it it set the bar and it also either to the show's detriment or not, you know, like you said, like they were like swinging for the fences. They they were just like, let's let's do Count Vertigo. Let's do Deathstroke. Let's do Sebastian Blood. Let's do you know a version at Damian least. Damian Dark. Yeah, Damian Dark. Solomon yep. Grundy. You know, at least for an episode. Yep. And it was yep. just. I remember watching this, going, "Oh my god!" Like, like they are, you know, 
they're they're going for it they're not and i think that that was their mandate from the start they were never like well let's let's wait to do that let's wait to do that they're like we may not get a season two we may not get a season three let's just go for it um and i and i kind of think if the show had ended with season two it almost would have been a great ending you know (laughs) yeah i mean the i think the way the show plays out i think the first two seasons were planned I think they had them right when they started the show. I said, this is the story we're telling. Yeah. We're going to split it up in two seasons and then see what happens. Because mm-hmm. um, even in season two, they started to tease things. Like you said, The Flash. They had yeah. The Flash episode. They have an episode called The Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. That has Deadshot in it. Um, you know, so there's like a lot of, there's a lot of um, stuff in season two that they just kind of crammed in there. And I think the second, the season two, they were kind of like, okay, if there's going to be something past this, we need to set it up now. We need to start laying the groundwork for it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, those first two seasons, obviously Manu Bennett's, um, you know, Slade Wilson is, yeah. he's great. I mean, Isai Morales on Titans was great too, but yeah, he's great in, in on Arrow. I really enjoyed his interpretation. So like they did, they put, told a very cohesive story in the first two seasons where you could have just been like, okay, that's the end. We don't, yeah. we're not telling anymore. We can edit here, um, which the way season three planned out, maybe they should have. I did, <laughs> I did like the League of Assassins thing with Oliver going bad, and yeah, like I liked that whole whole um, angle that they did on the show, bringing um, Nissa and then you know the the League of Assassins from Ratio, Rish, Roz, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> so I do, I did like that stuff, yeah, uh, but. I think that was when like all the city started and yeah i that to me i say this all the time whenever you take the sexual tension on the show and you put them together the show suffers and that's what happened i i definitely agree because my it's funny like rewatching season two i was like they should have just kept sarah because i think they sarah could have been the black canary and it's like and it's it's funny with some of these shows where they're like they they feel obliged to there's like there's rules that they feel like they can't break when it comes to comic book continuity and rules that they can break and it's like well it's okay if you know well laurel she we established her right at the beginning she's dying to laurel lance she's got to be black canary you know and but they're not going to end up together we're going to put him with felicity it's like okay well like you you can either have it both ways or not like and i wouldn't i wouldn't have cared if sarah had been the black canary because at that point i was cool with it and we ended right. up getting three different versions of I Black know. Canary, which which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Although I did like um, uh, Dinah Drake. I thought she right. was cool. Um, like, what was her name before she told him her name is real name is Dinah Drake? She had a different name. And I can't remember. What, I act, It's funny I'm bringing this up because I was up late the other night and it was on TNT and I watched the episode where she said it, but my old self can't remember what, I, <laughs> what, I, what the name was. I don't remember. Um, I'll have to look it up now, but go ahead and talk yeah. now. But, uh, you know, well, that was when they went, like, season five kind of went, quote-unquote, back to basics. And I remember when yes. they were promoting it, I was like, I was like, ugh, they always say that, and it's always dumb, and it never is. But they they actually were true to their word. Like, season five was was darker, was more grounded. And, and that was a case where I think Arrow, when they had a great villain – they they did great stuff with it like adrian chase you know the the prometheus character that was a great villain he was amazing that was you a know great villain. Yes. um i i think that malcolm merlin definitely overstayed his welcome 
but I never, yeah. I never thought that, you know, throughout season one, I didn't mind him um, throughout and then Slade throughout season two. I never minded him because I was genuinely like, this, this is going to end badly again, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> like he's going to yeah. kill somebody or something. Yes, it ended very badly. Yes. <laughs> well, but you know, at least, at least he caught him this time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, um, you know, when, but then I, I never really cared for, um, uh, or Ricardo, have- yeah, R- Ricardo Diaz, excuse me. Uh, he, uh, he, like he was cool for a while and and then i just kind of got annoyed with him i'm like i you know the flash did the same thing with cicada i'm like i feel like these villains aren't as powerful as you're telling us that they are so like let's just right get get over this <laughs> yeah they kind of made um what's it called no you just said the name to forget uh diaz yeah they kind yeah. of made diaz like appear like he had superhuman strength yeah but he really didn't and yeah. it was it was a hard sell for me like to buy that yeah um and the Damian Dark season wasn't like he wasn't good either um and yeah. I like the actor I like that actor Neil whatever his last name is uh Neil McDonough um, yeah yeah I like him yep but um yeah that season didn't do much for me either so it was hit or miss uh, yeah. for the villains on on the show I think like I always like Amanda Waller to me is always a villain even though she's not technically a villain, but she kind of is. Oh, I she totally is, yeah. <laughs> right? So, and then they kill her. Like, it's just, I don't know. A lot of the choices they made for certain characters, I didn't like. I said, Wallace should be around longer, I thought, but then they wouldn't have been able to put, what's her name? Um, Diggle's wife. I forget her uh, name. Lila. Lila. They, they wouldn't have been able to raise her to yeah. her position. And it turned out, like, way down the line she was huge in the crisis <laughs> in right. the crisis right her character yeah. so so like they i don't know if they had that plan back then but like a lot of the decisions they made on the show and there are plenty of people like if you ever talk to justin about um arrow who talk about like you just said the three black canaries he has issues with those characters like this a lot of people when i talk to them about arrow a lot of the choices they made um, are controversial and people didn't like the yeah. choices they made i ch- always tried to stay out of that i try and stay out of that like let me see how it works within the context of the show and then I can judge better. Yeah. But um, a lot of the, some of the choices that they made on the show throughout the series were a little bit, were controversial and a little head scratching at times. The, I think the elicity of it, I liked it at first, like when season three started, they were going to go on a date and then didn't really work out. Cause you know, if we're to go bomb the restaurant, they were at, um, but then uh, you know, then she was hanging out with Ray Palmer and I was like, I think I like her with Ray Palmer. That's cool. Um, and then, you know, they pretended to kill him off only to bring him back later and, um, you know, put legends. him on, yeah, put him on Legends. Uh, and he was, and Legends, I have my issues with Legends. <laughs> um, I I really liked Le- Legends season two. And then season three, they were just like, screw it. Let's just make it funny, make it silly. And I was like, no, this isn't the show I signed up for. And yeah, the I, Captain Cold. Yeah. Um, relationship with what? Who was Dominic Purcell's character? I, uh, Heatwave. Yeah. Yeah. Their their relationship was always kind of weird. I didn't stick with it that long. I only watched the first. I want to say two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. I thought what they like Hawkman, Hawkgirl, or how they handled that very quickly was odd. Yeah. Um, you know, just certain things about that show, uh, but it again Arrow birthed these characters and birthed this show, and that show is still on to this day. 
it's it's incredible like you know it's i remember you know if you had if somebody had looked at us during season one of arrow and been like oh by the way there's going to be a you know they're going to do flash and they're going to do supergirl and you know they're going to do crisis on infinite earths i think we would have laughed in their faces and been like have you been watching it they're not doing any of that you know fast forward nine years from now guys there's gonna be a whole universe with black lightning (laughs) and all these other trust me trust me that's where we're going yeah someone would have told you that you would not have i wouldn't have bought it i that that's one of the things i was really bummed about with uh with crisis was that oliver and and uh, uh jefferson didn't get to meet um because Oliver was technically killed off or becoming the Spectre. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, what's, what's really cool is that the, this show did like what Batman, the animated series did before it. And uh, it, it created a character that eventually found his way to the comic books uh, with Diggle. Um, and Diggle's my favorite character in the show. I thought he just was like, he could be really funny. He could be really, uh, but I, and I like the fact that, he never took any shit from Oliver. He was always just like on his case about stuff. And, and, you know, and we got to see this friendship form and, and when they were at odds with each other, it was always heartbreaking. And I think Diggle consistently, as much as the shows were a little, the seasons could be wonky. I I was never displeased with what they were doing with Diggle. Um, like eventually making him a superhero I was happy with because in the first Smart. couple of seasons, yeah, because the first couple of seasons he's running around without a mask on. I'm like, I know. Pe- people are going to see him hanging out with the arrow and they're going to be like, hey, yeah. is, is he Oliver Queen? Because that's his bodyguard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, d- did you did you have a favorite character throughout the show? Oh, I like the ensemble better than any one character. Like I thought they all complemented each other well. Mm-hmm. on the show if i had to pick my favorite character it's probably um detective lance oh, okay. uh, <laughs> just because he's to me he was the most real character like he had real problems and yeah they were very he the way they handled it delicately throughout the show losing sarah then sarah coming back mm. um you know and then him always the relationship between Laurel and him was always kind of, um, you know, ornery between them two because she yeah. was so worried about him, you know, relapsing and the alcoholism that he had and how that impacted the the show. He was kind of, to me, the baseline for everything. Yeah. And I think they kind of built the show off of, not of him, obviously, it's about Oliver, right. but he was kind of the guy who always brought people back, like, down and like, all right, you know, guys, yeah, let's, you know, take a step back and um, I really, really liked his character. Um, and I think I think it's the best written character in the show. Like I really do think that they they put paid a lot of attention to someone who really isn't a huge part of the show all the time, but mm-hmm. he's when he's there, it counts and you notice it. Um, and that's he's he was my favorite. I obviously, I mean, if I could say I, I already mentioned Man of Bennett Slade, but he's oh, yeah. not on it the entire time. I loved his interpretation of it yeah. of the character um i liked nissa i thought she was a good character yeah uh, you know so there's there's characters i like but i'm trying to think of one who was on the show for most of its run mm-hmm. consistently and it would be yeah it'd be detective lance you know it, it's funny you mentioned him like he i think he really was great and my friends always we always kind of like we were like we can make a drinking game out of the number of times he says laurel or my daughter 
and oh. if you watch like a couple episodes you get you can get pretty wasted <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it just it's like every every sentence is either about laurel or my daughter you know <laughs> yeah we're always laughing about that um and but yeah you know I, I i like the way you put that that you know he helped kind of bring everybody down to earth and um and i love that there was an antagonistic relationship with him and oliver and then him with yep. the with the green arrow and and how that um and how that turned into a friendship and a partnership um which was you know it, you know it would have been really easy to make him the jim gordon to his batman you know right. be like oh you yep. know detective you're the only one i can trust blah 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 and then but having them have to earn that throughout the show is really fantastic and and then you know when you talk about relapse that that friendship and that partnership you know in season three kind of gets shattered when yep. when sarah dies yep. it's you know it, it's just wow like <laughs> this and it and and it always felt real to me because it just it seemed like the partnership they had was an uneasy you know alliance anyway you know yeah like he he his character that relationship um because oliver being with both of his daughters and mm -hmm. you know it kind of that kind of nurtured the thing so that when it finally did find out he was like oh crap yeah. you know oliver's the green arrow um you know it kind of like the baseline was there for that to be yeah. developed and because they had history and it was just it was and it was handled very well like i said the writers handled that there's certain relationships in the show the writers handled very well yeah and there's certain relationships they didn't handle well at all yeah uh but that one to me um is one that stands out yeah um i i was surprised that they went through with the oliver had a son storyline you know yeah. um and i like the way that that was kind of played out that you know his mother lied to him and then turns out like you know she didn't lose the baby like he he had grown right. up in central city and um and i was and i thought about that when they started season six and then it was like oh no we're bringing these characters like we're killing off his mom and then uh so he has to live with oliver now william. That, yeah william yeah that that relationship i think was really good as well um because i think that they it 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 felt it felt real like they were both uncomfortable but oliver you know was just like look we we got to make this work man <laughs> um, yeah and then he goes with the grandparents right like he's yeah. living with the grandparents for a little while yep um so yeah that the way it was definitely real like it was definitely a situation you could see playing out in real life where yeah this kid didn't know his dad and he wasn't comfortable with his dad and oliver didn't know how to be a father and, yeah you know he's this vigilante at night that he has this kid to take care of now. So how do you factor that into the situation? Yeah. Um, you know, and then when later on, when they bring like when him and um, Felicity are together and then they bring yeah. into this nice little family unit. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good adding that. I think it gave him something else to do like mm -hmm. Oliver, something else to do on the show because it was kind of, some of the stuff was getting a little stale at that point. So they kind of injected this child into, the, yeah, yeah. as we know, children often do that in life. So <laughs> you inject the child into this, <laughs> into the situation and, you know, it, it adds an extra dynamic that wasn't there before and that people can relate to. Uh, yeah, ab absolutely. It, uh, you know, see my, my own life, you know, like, uh, right. <laughs> it's just, and you know, it's like, you know, the mother and I aren't together, but you know, we're still pretty good friends. Um, and but you know it's just 
and, and you know, like kind of it's kind of what happened today, not to get like super duper personal or into our business or anything, but uh, you know, so we had a bit of a clash on parenting it's your stuff. show, man. It's your <laughs> so, show. You go well, ahead. You know, we, we had we had a little bit we had a little bit of a clash of parenting style and and it's and it's also like neither one of us wants to budge on it. And, you know, and, and I saw that with, you know, we saw that with Oliver and with, you know, uh, Samantha before right. she was killed off. Um, and even like with Oliver and Felicity and it's just, and I'm just, you know, rewatching it ha after having a kid going, yeah, <laughs> like I, I feel this, like, I may not know what it's like to be an archer <laughs> and fight crime, but I, I do know what it's like to struggle being a parent because it's, it's hard work in and of itself. Yeah, no, like I said, that was a welcome change to the show. Yeah, uh, that they did that. I, I, when that when they started developing that storyline, I was like, oh, okay, so now they're like I said, they're giving him something else to yeah. inter interject into his life. Um, then they did the whole thing with with the mayor when he ran for mayor and became yeah. mayor, and like that was all, um, you know, that was all fun stuff too. That kind of happened fast, though. Like, I thought they rushed that mayor stuff in. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm running for mayor. <laughs> I, I kept thinking, I was like, is he too young to be mayor? I don't know what the, because I, I think, as I think you for, well, to be president, I think you have to at least be 35. Yes. If I remember correctly from like social studies class. Uh, but as I was like, he, I think he's only like in the show, he's only at that point was only like 32 or 33 or something like that. I don't know if there are rules to, for mayor. Yeah. Um, maybe age not limits i don't know well and know, that would depend on the state and the city so that that's true true you know well i mean ben wyatt got to be mayor at 18 and <laughs> exactly hey see? Bank, bankrupt his town at, with ice town <laughs> <laughs> it happens it yes. happens <laughs> um i see and that's a story that i would also believe happening in real life um but yeah, uh, that would, that would but, uh <laughs> um Although I don't believe that I, I find it hard to believe that Oliver could be both the mayor and Green Arrow at the same time. I don't. Yeah, that seems like yeah. you'd you'd have to pull some super trickery with that. Uh, but then again, you know, another welcome change was when he was in prison at the beginning of season seven. That um, that those first few episodes of that season, you know, before he got out, they were some of the best. Uh, they were. It, they it were. was it was a whole new dynamic for the show. And, and it was the same kind of, and it was the same kind of thing where it was real time, you know, the show ended with him going to jail. It's five months later at the beginning of season seven, but um, everybody's life was kind of upended <laughs> uh, with this, with Oliver going to jail and then vigilantes were outlawed and. Um, right. And then the, who was Michael Jai White's character? Uh, Bronze um, Tiger. Right. Yeah. The Bronze Tiger. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that that was that was another character they threw in. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to bring people in and to show you, hey, this is a DC show. We have more characters we're going to talk about. Too bad I didn't do more with. Um, he had a couple of other I know he's in a couple other episodes as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, he was part of then, the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was in the Suicide That's true. He was in the Suicide Squad episode yeah. with the who was the, the white hair. Too? I forget. I don't know why I forget uh, the names. Uh, China White, yeah. China White, yeah. yeah, yeah. She, she was. So yeah, like that was another thing about the show. Like they did. There are tons of Easter eggs to other things that are in the DC, obviously, universe and world that yeah, didn't yeah. get their own show, right. um, but they were paid homage, homage to in this show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think more than any of the other ones. Yeah. Um, and obviously, there's some Batman, you know, villains because 
Batman has the best villains. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you, so you, so you know, there's some guys from Batman in there, and they throw throw in. But I think that, like, when I think about Arrow as a whole and the legacy that it had, or that it has, and it still has, obviously, like you said, like with the Flash and all the shows that spawned from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, t- t- it's it has to be up there. It yeah. has to be up there in like the the grand the whole grand scheme of things when you talk about superhero shows it has just because of what it did mm-hmm. it has to be i mean like i said it's what nine years now we're still we still have these shows yeah and, and they're making more of them <laughs> yeah you know they keep on expanding the universe and that's just that's all because of this worked all yeah. because the show worked and and you know it it was a big leap of faith to to not only do the show but you know kind of like what i was saying at the beginning to not have it be a, a Smallville spinoff. So it's like, okay, so this is going to, we're going to start over. This is something brand new, uh, which I think was kind of risky at the time. Um, and I remember seeing interviews with Mark Guggenheim and Greg Berlanti where they were like, well, we thought about making it a Green Arrow show with Justin Hartley, but it, but that version of Green Arrow fit that universe and we wanted right. to do something for our own. Right. And, and I think that was the smart choice for sure. Um, you know, because the, you know, it, you know, like I said, that we've just been like, oh, when's Tom Welling going to be on the show? And, but with it being this brand new thing, my thought kept going, well, I hope that Justin Hartley plays a part at some point. He never did, unfortunately. Um, no, but he's doing okay. He's on a yeah. show now where I think he's doing all right. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> and and he's going to be Superman in the Injustice animated movie. So Yes, that's true. So there he's, so he, you know, he gets to be Green Arrow, Aquaman and Superman. And <laughs> well, I mean, he was only Aquaman for that one unaided pilot, but <laughs> um, but yeah, this you yeah. know, it's it and it's it's funny to to say like, oh, look at what Arrow spawned when you know when the show started. I think we were all just excited just to have it because it was really good, and then season two was even better, which was yep. amazing in and of itself. Like, there's you know, when I was rewatching season two, I was like, I don't think there's a single episode I don't like. Like there's no episode I skip, um, and That's even true. even when they brought in Barry Allen and they started to hint at that there were powers out there in the world, right. um, I still kept thinking like, but even though Barry's here and he gets a little bit of a spotlight because he's the guest star, uh, and, and they're clearly obviously starting to spin up, they want to spin him off. Um, it it's still it was still Oliver's show, so that might be what we remember, but rewatching and i was like oh yeah this is what you know when they were figuring out that it was the mirakuru and you know cyrus gold you know and like just such awesome stuff and <laughs> yeah they i mean and they did the flash story proud like right yeah. like you could you would say that they they did that that story proud and they started it there like it started on arrow yeah and they've done that like berlanti obviously is involved with all the dc shows now and they did the same thing with on bringing Doom Patrol, putting it on Titan season one yep. as a launch episode, right? So they do this, they've done this in the past and it's worked um, for them. But yeah, yeah I remember I remember watching the Flash episode um, because when I watched it, they still hadn't started the show yet. It was coming mm-hmm. the next season when I caught up. So I was still within like, the time where it wasn't out yet. Yeah, I remember saying to myself, I was like, I hope they do a show because I like this. I liked Grant Gustin's Barry Allen. This yeah. would be cool if they do a flash show. And then I remember it got announced and I was like, all right, then there we go. <laughs> I, you know, it, it's funny because it got announced around the same time that the Flashpoint 
animated movie came out. Yeah. So I was like on a super flash high for like weeks. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this is so exciting. And, um, you know, and, and I think it's great that they weren't afraid to start introducing superpowers and stuff in Arrow. And for the most part, with the exception of Damien Dark, they, you know, they did pretty well with keeping the, the villains somewhat human, even if Slade was, you know, a little overpowered, but Slade should have been overpowered, you know, and right. And, and that's what I liked about Slade and um, Malcolm Merlin and uh, Prometheus, you know, because they were better fighters than Oliver. So Oliver had to be smarter to stop right. them when it was yep. Damien Dark and he's magic. It's just like, I, I, I'm having a hard time believing Oliver can stop him. You know? Um, yeah. And, I mean, that's, you know, that's the old, if you don't have superpowers, how do you, how do you match up? Right. It, it just th that that didn't quite sit right with me. And obviously with most fans, because and then when they were like, well, we want to keep Damian Dark on the show, they put him on Legends. It's like, well, he works way better with Legends because they have powers over there. Exactly. <laughs> um, right. But yeah. It, so I have a question. Sure. Um, obviously, as the season goes on, as the show goes on, sorry, they get to a point where they they bring in Team Arrow. Right. Yeah. What did you think of Team Arrow? Let me just you could go through every character if you want. but Let me just put that to you because uh, i've asked different people and they've i've gotten different responses so i i liked that it was sort of a shifting roster a little bit because i think that if it if it had just been eight years of just oliver it, it would have been boring it would have been like okay we've seen oliver fight all the bad guys but bringing on and they were able to give the spotlight to different characters like you know arsenal you know to roy you know um, although I think he, I personally think he was gone too soon. They should have kept yeah, him I on agree. longer, I but I mean, they, they, they did. Um, and you know, and I think they did a good job with, uh, with most of his stories. Um, although I do think Colton Haynes overacted a little bit sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, there was but, a little bit of that, but it's a lot of guys, people on the show, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I, I liked but, you know, like, especially when it got to like season five and they brought in Mr. Terrific and, and Wild Dog um, and then eventually the new Black Canary, <laughs> the third Black Great. Canary. Uh, what did you think of Crazy Quilt? Did you like the? Did you like that the, interpretation? The Crazy Quilt? Yeah. The what's his name? Oh, um, Ragman. Ragman. Yeah. Oh, I I forgot he even existed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so clearly he didn't make that much of an impression on me. Yeah. Um, I another character that's that's a cool character and but underutilized and again probably because that show you know didn't didn't have the budget to work with him like he maybe he would have fit better on legends or something i don't know but right um, but you know it, but I, I i did like the shifting roster you know wild dog ended up uh, becoming one of my favorite characters i thought he had great rapport with uh, with lance um yeah that was a cool relationship we called yeah. him boss yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and, and you know and, and i did like dinah drake a lot um uh and i and i really liked uh mr terrific and i but i've been a big mr terrific fan from the jsa comics um but uh but yeah i i i, I liked that it was a shifting roster and we got new characters i didn't like that laurel got killed off that that didn't need to happen it, it probably should have been felicity and, you know, not because I didn't like the Felicity character in season two, she's at her best. Um, yes, and, that's and, the best Felicity we get. Yes. And, and that's that's kind of where it should have stayed, you know, um, 
I think I, I, I never really, I, I liked them as a couple, but again, it was like you said before, I, they were, they were great as like a hypothetical couple, but when they were together, I was just like, I find you both annoying now. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I don't know. Like, I think as time went on, I got tired of Laurel. So when they decided to kill her off, I wasn't too sad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I thought that they left that relationship. They didn't, that's the one relationship where I didn't think they handled well was her and Oliver. Like, I think yeah. that, should, like you said before, that should have been the crux of the romantic relationship yeah. um, between those two. And then, um, I agree with you. I think because of the way they went with Felicity, it would have been better for the show if she was the one who got killed. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did make her paralyzed for a little while and then she, whatever that spine chip they put in there. <laughs> Which, I, that, that, again, that doesn't sit right with me where it's like, you know, uh, you could have had a, you could have had a really cool statement here and, and DC did the same thing with Barbara Gordon and now they're kind of backpedaling and making her Oracle more again. And I'm just like, yeah, because, you know, she meant something to a whole group of people um, right. as, as a disabled hero. Um, and I think that they could have done that with Felicity. Um, but I did like that they called her in the one episode, they called her Overwatch. And he was like, I was going to go with Oracle, but it was taken. It's like yeah. little stuff like that was just like, oh, they're talking about Barbara Gordon, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's what I mean. Like I said before, they they paid, they did start put, like name dropping other people. Like I said, he yeah. name drops Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that these characters exist in this universe, even though obviously everyone knows you've never seen Batman on one of the shows. Right. Uh, but then we got Batwoman. So they tied that in that way mm-hmm. with, with the Batwoman show. So I, that's the, like I said, the, this show, and you never would think Arrow, Green Arrow, would be the character to launch to birth a universe like, like yeah. this. But he did. And it's still, like I said, it's still going. It's, we are it's, still. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's still, it's still called the Arrowverse, you know, like, yep. you know, it's like, which by the way, I, I don't know. I, I, how do you feel about that term? I've never really liked the term. Um, I, I've always preferred, I, I've always kind of secretly called it the CW verse. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I kind of like that. That that's like its Earth designation. <laughs> I don't think that the that was the intent. Yeah. In the beginning, but I think when fans started calling it the Arrowverse, they were just kind of like, all right, let's go with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just continue calling it that. So I think it's a fan created thing, and I mean, you know, that's part of the fun of being fans, and you could do stuff like that. So they were probably right. just like, all right, that's cool. It works. It's not awkward to say. Mm-hmm. We'll stick with it. Um, and yeah, I mean. It never really bothered me so much, yeah. uh, but like at first I thought I used to say like, what are they gonna call it? The DC Television Universe? Like, how are they gonna? Yeah. But Arrowverse sounds much cooler than that, so True. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that choice. But, uh, but even calling, yeah, show. but but even me calling it CW Verse is like, you know, doesn't roll off the tongue as well as exactly. Arrowverse does. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Like Flash first wouldn't work. Yeah, that's that sounds like a little pornish too. Maybe Flash first. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I don't know if that would do well for a CW show. Um, Probably so yeah. not. <laughs> like Legends verse. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, you know, like it, it, all those other shows. And it, like we said, every show started from this. So, and which is so crazy to think that I, I never, I never thought we were going to get a new Superman show. 
you know, because I was like, oh, we're doing Supergirl and they're just doing all the Supergirl stuff, the Superman stuff on there. I was like, which is fine. You know, they're, you know, they can do that. The same with Batwoman. It's like, we're probably, you know, maybe in nine years, we'll be talking about a Batman TV show that's on the CW. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> probably not, but. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I did. I did kind of suspect when Tyler Hecklin was cast in season two of Supergirl, I'm like, they're going to give him a show. Like at some point he's got to get a show. Yeah. Um, I kept, I kept thinking to myself, I said, this is how I did. I put it in my head. I'm like, all right, we have the Superman now. He's kind of a, I didn't like him in Supergirl. And and then before they had this Superman and Lois, I love him now, but I didn't like him then. uh Um, But I kept saying to myself, all right, if they don't do anything in on film, with the character they're definitely going to do something on television yeah and they did and this i mean like i said arrow still my favorite of the cw shows mm-hmm. but superman and lois is closing fast yeah and so i, I mean this they're kind of the bookends now too like superman and lois is the newest one and you have arrow is the first one <laughs> yeah. so the bookends but yeah that the writing on superman and lois is excellent I I I'm not fully caught up, um, but I I, but what I've seen I've just fallen in love with, um, you know, and which I did not expect. I was really like, oh, I think it'll be okay, and then like when I saw like the trailers and stuff, I was like, whoa, this this looks like, like like the Man of Steel movies. Like this is, this yeah, is production bigger. quality, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think because I think it's partially produced by HBO, yes. uh, same way that Star Girl is, and Star Girl still you know only two episodes in season two still looks incredible and i think also that the benefit of these two shows uh that i wish arrow had done was the shorter seasons you know uh um, i agree when when you yeah. have those 13 like anywhere between like eight to 13 episodes like that's like the sweet spot like then you know it's like it i think you know superman and lois you know they had to do it that way because of the pandemic right um but like Stargirl was always going to be that way because um, most streaming shows are pretty short. But um, it's like, man, like I think because Arrow season eight, I thought was fantastic because it was only 10 episodes. It's like we can't waste any time. We've got to get right into the story. Yeah, they, they the cond- anytime you condense, you like condense the story, it works better because yeah. you don't there's not you don't get those like we like to call them throwaway episodes, right? You don't right. get those. Because there's no time for it. You have to tell the story you want to tell. Yeah. Um, so we know how the we know how Arrow ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know how um, we know there was plans to do um, Green Arrow and the Canaries, which that fell apart. That yeah. pilot that that last episode did not do well, I guess. So they they scrapped the show. Yeah. Um, so I'll ask this: Do you think we see? Oliver Queen again in the Arrowverse somewhere. I th- I think it's a possibility, you know, especially with Legends time traveling and everything. Right. Um, and I think I don't think it'd be out of the realm of possibility to for them for the Flash to find another universe and go like, oh, here's another universe where Oliver Queen's alive or something like that. Right. Um, so I I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Um, but I think hopefully as time goes on and hopefully if COVID can somehow we can figure something some way out of this, <laughs> which I thought yeah. we would have been by now, at least mostly, but you know, with people refusing to get vaccinated and they don't want to wear masks again, it's, 
it's just a shit show. Um, it's a topic for another day. And, you know, we're not here to <laughs> get exactly. all up in people's That's... faces about that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think, I think it's a possibility that he could come back someday. I don't think, but I don't think there's going to be any more. I don't think it'd be anything more than like a guest spot on, on like legends or flash or something. I agree. Um, obviously we know he, like he's kind of still alive, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how it's a little unclear. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you would explain that, yeah. um, but obviously we see Felicity go there. Um, and be with him at yeah. the end. Uh, so, did you like how they handled his ending? I thought I did. I thought that the last, especially the last episode, was really fantastic, and I was glad that Kara and Barry were at the funeral, and um, and I liked that Oliver sort of like fixed everything. You know, like he saved his mother and he saved Tommy, and right. um, didn't save Laurel, but he did keep the Earth Two Laurel. Yes. So now I say, it, I guess we had four Black Canaries. <laughs> If you if you think of it that way, Black Siren. She was yeah, Black, Black Siren. Black Siren. Yeah. Um, geez, Louise. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, um, I. But no, I I liked it. I thought it was a satisfying ending, which is is not is not easy to do. You know, the Smallville finale is kind of famously divisive. I liked yep. it. Um, I know a lot of people who don't. Um, but uh, it was okay. I I think. I think Oliver's journey was always going to end with his death. Like his, like the, he was going to die as a result of being a hero in some way, shape or form. Right. Um, I do yeah. think, it, I do think it was mishandled in crisis because it was weird that he, he died twice. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was weird. I was like, I would have rather him just like vanish and they don't know where he is. And right. then he, and then he comes back as the specter or something like that. So that was, that was strange, but you can't do anything about it now. They and they made their nope. choice, but uh, he kind. Of, I mean, he kind of fulfills his father's wish, right? Like that's kind of what his father told him to do. Yeah. When he kills himself on the boat. Yeah. Like that's kind of how it worked out, and he takes that journey. And I was thinking about that when I watched that scene again, where he his dad shoots himself. Like that... I was thinking about the ending. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's 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 a good arc. Like it's a very solid arc for the character. It's uh, you know, you know, going back to that, you know, the, I remember when he did when he did that in the episode, I was, like, oh my god, like this show is really not, you know, is not pulling any punches, um, and, and same with like season two when Moira stood up to Slade and she was like, my children will live. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> like she's dead too. <laughs> Um, yeah they they definitely the parents definitely um you know like they definitely paid for their sins i guess is the way i would put it like they they the 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 consequences and the stakes for both of them um when we find out the story in season one and what they planned on doing and everything um it definitely like pays off 100 percent and they they um, and they're so important. Those motion and those moves and that, how they handle things are so important to both Oliver and Thea um, in the show. Yeah, it it, like cha- it, it changes their yeah. stories going forward. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I mean. The writing, I think doing... It's a gift and a curse when you do a show on a character that not many people know, right? Because you can yeah. go places where people are, are not going to 
get some of the references and then it's fresh for them. Um, but then sometimes you, you throw things in there that they maybe should know and it's confusing. Yeah. So I think it's a gift and a curse, but I think what this show did so well, the writers paid attention and they, with the flashbacks, they explained everything. And I had never watched a show like that before, like where the flashbacks were part of the ongoing narrative of the show. Yeah. And this show did that and handled it perfectly. It, it, for sure. Uh, I mean, like I never expected Slade to show up in the present day. So that right. was amazing. And, um, and for Sarah to come back the way she did. Um, and even, you know, the season five arc where he was in Russia you know, and that's when he started with the, the season one suit. I was just like, wow, like they're, this is, this is really kicking up here. Um, oh, honorable mention for my favorite character, Anatoly. Oh, yeah. Go. Yeah. <laughs> no, yes, I just say yes. Anatoly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, I thought he had a great arc too, where yeah. he, he was friend and then enemy, and then he had a redemption arc and then, then he was killed off, unfortunately. But that, that character again went places that, I was not expecting, you know. I know. Uh, not actor, yeah. you know. I, I I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, he was fantastic. You he know, was. He, he was. could he could play the joking, you know. Yeah, Oliver is my favorite American guy, and then he could be like the, you know, the evil mobster Bratva, in season yeah. six. Yeah, Brafa, you know. Uh, oh, so good. Um, well, Eric, man, th this has been a total blast going through Arrow with you. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, you know, we talked a little bit about like, oh, we'll do something on the show at some point. And then I was just like, I said, oh, you know, I, was like, I think I heard him talk about Arrow. Like, I'll throw it out there. You know, worst thing he can say is no and get away from me. I never <laughs> want to fucking speak to you again. And uh... no, man, you pick the perfect, <laughs> if you were going to pick a show, you pick the perfect one because of all the CW shows, this is the only one I've watched from beginning to end. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's I, uh... I dropped the flash. I dropped legends. Stargirl, yeah. I guess, because it's still going. So I've watched it. Um, I barely yeah, think man. of, I don't even think of that as a CW show. To me, that'll always be a DC Universe show. <laughs> That's true. Or now HBO Max show. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, you know, it's, you know, and, and for a show that was, you know, just kind of flew in under the radar and then spawned this whole universe, this whole multiverse even is just insane. And especially from such like humble beginnings with the first episode is him just, going after this rich guy that's you know steal and he steals his money very very robin hood in the beginning you know yes steals from the rich yes. and gives to the poor um and that's how a lot of you know a lot of the best green arrow stories have been yeah. um but yeah uh, so eric if the uh people out there want to want to find you where can they find you you guys can find me on twitter at finally 33 spelled finale 33 you can find my show that i co-host with peter vera straight out of Gotham at straight underscore O underscore G underscore G on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook page. We have a Facebook group. Um, we're all over the place. I'm also reviewing Titans for Batman on film Titan season three. I am reviewing it for the website. So if you guys can read my reviews, check them out over there. And yeah, if you guys, you know, you hear this show and you want to yell at me or tell me that i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> how could you say those things about you know my favorite characters <laughs> just hit me up and, and we can have a nice discussion i always love talking about this stuff yeah so it's fun. It, and it's it's great that you know and i i've said said this to all the other you know the vigilante boys and the you know uh and the other batman film guys i've had 
uh, you know, it's, I, I love that, you know, throughout this like crazy, you know, past couple of years now, 2020 to 2021, it's like, I feel like I've, I've made a lot of new friends and it's, it's nice to have this little community and, you know, to be on your show, the iceberg lounge. Um, and even Josh had his own show uh, from uh, super secret headquarters last week, you know, or at, as of this recording, at least last week. And, you know, so it's nice to get those invites and be like, like, Hey, like, you know, we're all a part of the same group here. And even if we're disagreeing about stuff, we're still laughing our butts off, like <laughs> having yeah, a great no, time. Man. That's been, that's been something I never expected yeah. to meet like so many cool people and, and become friends with them. And, um, I never expected that to happen from this, um, from doing this. So yeah. there are many bad parts to fandom, as we both know. There are, <laughs> there's yes. a lot of there's a lot of craziness and wildness that goes on in fandom. But mm-hmm. this is one of the good things. If you meet a bunch of people who you, can, you know who you respect and you, yeah. know, you like, um, you can create a nice little community. And you know, I love being on everyone else's shows. I do it since. And everyone's always welcome to come in straight out of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Like you, I don't think we've had you on yet. So uh, not yet. No. Yeah. So JJ, you are more than welcome to come on. Awesome. Um, whenever okay. we discuss something you want to <laughs> jump in on. Um, I, you know. I'm always, uh, I'm always down for that. Um, but yeah, man. So uh, thanks again for joining me. Uh, this has been great. Uh, and to all the listeners out there, uh, we just asked, please do not fail the city or you're going to get an arrow right through one of your body parts. And it doesn't matter where it's going to hurt like hell. You know, those, those do not sound fun on that show. Let me tell you. No. <laughs>